That is, uh, that's Carlin. Carlin, huh? Yeah. After George? You know, that's a good question. It could very well be after George Carlin. Uh, I don't know. That's my roommate's dog. I'm not really a, a dog person. Yeah. I don't like anything I got to take care of. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to bring this up um, as a, a friend of yours, but most, <laughs> most of my black friends don't like dogs. I don't know if it's a cultural thing. <laughs> uh, it very well could be. It, 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 uh, I, one, nobody in my family has pets. Yeah. And uh, everybody has kids. No pets, no dogs, no cats. So it was it wasn't a thing, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like coffee for, right? I like I didn't grow up with coffee. Yeah, no coffee. Nobody in my family drinks. Everybody drinks tea. It's nothing but tea drinkers. We yeah. don't do coffee. And then everybody's like, "Yo, you don't drink." I love the smell of it though. I could I could you know especially like when you're in those you know around the holidays, your girl wants to go shopping. And then you got to go in all these perfume stores, mm-hmm. and you're just like, this is uh, this is too much. Mm-hmm. Give me the coffee beans to cleanse your palate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of learned about uh, black people not liking coffee from Shaq. He's from, a, oh, Shaq? Yeah, you know Shaq? What, Shaquille does O'Neal? Does he have a show called Black People Don't <laughs> Like co- What? No, so, you know, he made hundreds of millions of dollars, and he, he gets offered to... Uh, invest in these companies and he was he could have been an early investor in starbucks mm-hmm. and he decided he only likes investing in things that he uses which is one of my rules for investing right right and he said none of the people in my family ever drank coffee we always drank tea as you just said and uh that's why he's so big see autos antioxidants well coffee has antioxidants too doesn't it does it I know it has. It's supposed to have some type of property, you know. We got the beans from the top of the mountains, <laughs> and the blah, blah, the Peruvians brought it down, and uh, you know, what, whatever the story is with the coffee, right? It, it, I know you didn't go through all that. <laughs> you got it from you got it from the guy two blocks down in the alley. He opened a truck. He had some <laughs> beans. He got the beans, and it was done. You know, nothing. Uh, everybody else wants to make their things sound fancier. Than it is. It's, it's all annoying. about the story, isn't it? Speaking of fancy, though, <laughs> y- your socks. Yeah. So for the listeners out there, uh, I want my boy Eric. Eric, what's your last name? Lopez, right? Yep. So I want my boy Eric Lopez, a neighbor of mine, and uh, Eric, yo, hit me up one morning. Yo, you want to go see the Bears play uh, the, the, the Giants? Was it the Giants? No. No, it was the Niners. Niners. The Niners, I know. Giants is a baseball team, right? <laughs> so I, I just got in from Houston this morning, and uh, clearly I'm still jet-lagged. I didn't sleep at all last night. Then I slept on, like, the three-hour flight in, and then I'm like, yo, I got I to gotta get this episode up, hit you up. So it's going to be a lot of, you know, it's a lot of uh, mental brain fog. Oh, I'm all episode. about the brain fogs. Don't worry. I'm all, so, because because I don't drink coffee. See, if I, if I drink coffee, and I haven't had any green tea. But uh, what was I talking about? We were talking about going to the Niners Bears oh, yeah. game. So, so actually, I hit you up the night before, the night before, and you were another gonna pull an all nighter. Yep. But luckily, your boy Eric Lopez decides to uh, shoot you a text. 
to see if you wanted to go to the Bears game five hours away right. in uh, San Francisco. Is it? And we got in the car and we drove up there. It is a beautiful stadium. I had never been before. We were like so two fun. kids in a museum. Yeah. I don't and know if museums the best way. But. Yeah, the Bears had a good year last year. So, uh, but of course, the only thing that they could talk trash about was Robbie Gold. Uh, the kicker always gets the, uh, the. Here's the thing. In every in school, right, all through school, everything's about teamwork, collaboration, and then when it comes it to football, right, you know, then it's all the kicker. <laughs> the god, the goddamn kicker, you know. It's like it, like somehow sports undoes all the years of training that, that we've had, and we blame the kicker. Because here's my thing: when you have, uh, when you have a, a great coach, a great quarterback, running back, uh, offensive line, it should not have to come down to the kicker. If everybody else is doing a job, you shouldn't. Rely on a kicker. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The fact that the kicker has to win the game at the <laughs> end of the game tells me that the kicker should be pissed at everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should be pissed at the rest of the team. Why would you do that to that poor guy? Just got him out there on an island like that. Look, I, I'm going to tell you what, though, Leo. I don't feel bad for the kicker because they have a wonderful quality of life. I mean... <laughs> Jeez, no, no making millions. No CTE. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not getting pummeled every You know play. what? So right. if they get a little bit of heat <laughs> from the coach and the fans and the fellow players, right. you know, I, and I think that's what it's all about. You know, all these guys are hitting hard at practice, and, and here comes the kicker, does a couple kicks, grabs his golf clubs, and leaves for uh, – Leaves for a round of golf, but it's so true, dude. I remember in college we had a, this guy Brad Maynard. Actually, he got um, drafted by yeah. the Bears. And, yeah, I know that uh, name. He used to kick the football all over the football stadium, man. Like he had such a leg. Wow. And uh, he was such a natural that uh, training actually hurt his performance. It actually hurt him. He was a guy who was like, he had to train less to perform better because he, he had such a natural gift. But, um, but yeah, he'd just be hanging out, talking trash. We're all over there sweating and dying. And then, like, at the end of every practice, we have to run drills uh, or uh, uh, sprints. Yeah, like sprints, yeah. Of course, who comes in first every time? <laughs> he has the kicker. <laughs> Fresh legs. Oh, fresh legs, McGee. You know what I mean? <laughs> you never hear of, like, a, a high school kicker dying from nah. uh, dehydration, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, so I, I, I invited my boy E on here because E is uh, very successful, man. We ran into, we, we actually met first time, in, in what, in a hot tub? In yeah, we were in, in a hot tub. tub. And you were talking about all your business ventures, and you have your very smart uh, uh, business mind. At least I, I could tell. I was like, I like the way this guy thinks, the way he, mm-hmm. he strategizes, and uh, a lot of so many people uh, struggle with money, don't understand money, don't understand investing or building a business, mm-hmm. and uh, and you have a few businesses that you've that you've built and and some that you've invested in mm-hmm. uh and so can you talk to us about those yeah a couple of things um <clears throat> i consider myself a sidepreneur 
a sidepreneur. Yeah, you know, I uh, I've always had a corporate job. Mm-hmm. Um, worked uh, for some of the biggest uh, healthcare companies in the world, uh, Johnson and Johnson. I worked for Align Technology, the maker of Invisalign, and um, but through the past eleven years or so, I've been really investing in in startups in all different capacities. Uh, and um, and really, you know, a lot of it is all about just good habits. Um, y- you can you can, you know, break down some of the best uh, companies. You can look at the numbers, look at the vision, look at the business plan. Um, a lot of it is about good habits, but also about surrounding yourself with good people. You know, a lot of a lot of the the corporate um, doctors that I work with uh, are always like, "How do you manage your time?" And my first answer is always surrounding yourself with good people, which is, you know, why I'm here talking to you, of course, Leo Flowers. That's right. You're your average of the five people you hang around. That's right. When, when you, can we unpack a few things already? You talked about good habits. What are those good habits that... Uh, uh, From a financial perspective? Financial perspective. Yeah. Right? Um. One is always delayed gratification, right? I mean, you could you could buy something now, or you could put that away. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a trainer in my current job, and I, I always tell the young trainees, some of these are coming right out of college, and you know, have this big job and already making good money, and you know, I almost I tell them, and and this isn't a, a true calculation, but I'll tell them a dollar saved now could be fifty dollars in in twenty years. So if you if it's all compounding, so you know just putting money away, investing it, um, and then. But another thing is besides delayed gratification that I stick to is a rule of mine is I really try not to uh, reoccurring costs. So whenever I have something that's going to be a reoccurring cost of mine, I really have to want that product. So are, are you even talking like subscription things? Like even with Netflix, I find that it, it's probably costing me more money because of the time I'm wasting watching Netflix. Because I'm saying <laughs> that's a good point. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm watching stuff I otherwise wouldn't watch, but I'm like, it's there. Yeah. But go ahead. No, no, that's a great point. Now, here's what here's about Netflix. I have kids, so (laughs) (laughs) so in the end, it saves me time. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you know, uh, Game of Thrones, right? I don't have HBO. I've always like held myself back from from uh, joining HBO. And man, Sopranos are great. Uh, Game of Thrones sounds like I'm really missing out. Uh, but there, there are just certain, um, you know, uh, credit cards. I, I'm a huge. Uh, I, I could self-describe myself as a points whore, mm-hmm. uh, with credit card points. But at the same time, if you join a lot of credit cards with the yearly fee, you know, it's sixty-five bucks a year, times over the course of ten years, that's six hundred and fifty bucks. If you have five of those, right? That's Three, four, grand. Ask me to do that. <laughs> I just flew in from Houston. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so uh, I mean, so I'm I'm just a real stickler for reoccurring uh, costs. Right. Um, I'd rather pay for it up front and then decide next year if I want to pay for it again. 
um, you know, and just making sure that those those are, are valuable. Uh, another great investment that I've found is investing in in my wife. How so? You know, um, investing in your wife. Yeah, like what? you know, that's it's not always about the money. It's about the time. It's about the love. Mm. It's about you know when she was in corporate America and and it was uh, driving her insane and. She had this true passion for uh, CBD and the cannabis industry, mm-hmm. and uh, I told her to quit her job and, you know, start start with uh, start in the industry. Just get in there, go go work. Six months of no income, but the ramp up, and now she's a superstar in that industry. And and um, you know, uh, last night I heard kind of, we were just laying in bed, ready to go to sleep. I heard kind of a a, um, a breath that I, I knew wasn't right from her. And I was just like, what's wrong? What's on your mind? Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, she was thinking about uh, a few weeks ago, my daughter fell in the pool. And she she didn't notice right away. And then when she saw it, it was, you know, impacted her a lot. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that I'm paying attention to her and that I'm so in tune that when she has a breath, that I know something's going on. Right, right. Um, and, and, you know, I kind of segued from investment, but the investment isn't always about the money. It's about, you know, where you put your time, who you put your time with, um, who you surround yourself with. And um, it's true, man, because, it, you know, it, my, on my, uh, my drive, uh, my Uber drive from the airport this morning, my driver is Armenian, full of life, man. He's, yeah. Uh, 65 66 but you could it, like a 10 year old and it, as soon as i get in the car he's like a new york cabbie you know? he's like <laughs> he's like uh he's like i'm glad you found me he's like people call me and i tell them i'm upstairs and they like no come downstairs like no you gotta come upstairs <laughs> he's just doing this whole upstairs downstairs uh, thing uh. he's like welcome to la and they think it's because of my English, but I'm like, my English is fine. He's yeah. like, if you know how to read, then it, like, what? And so <laughs> you got to read those instructions I'm, I'm at the airport, the, right? right? Oh. I'm dying, right? And, and uh, but he, you know, I asked him what his story is, you know, because especially uh, uh, when I get an immigrant uh, driver, you know, somebody with a strong accent, I'm like, how'd you make it, man? Like, what's your story, you know? And he said that uh, him and his wife were in Armenia, and he had his, his son. And the government had, they were allowing so many people to be able to go to America. Because, right, you know, there, right. there's only so many people uh-huh. can go at a time. And so you better, you better go when the, when the windows open. And his wife is like, we can go. And he didn't speak English. His wife spoke a little bit of English in high school. And so he was like, his wife wanted to go. He was like, all right, so we go. We come. We come to America. I know three words. Thank you. Goodbye. And you're welcome. And and uh, and he says, you know, I go. So what did you do for work? And he goes, I, I got the job painting. You know, you go up, you go down. No English. <laughs> and, uh, and hey, I'm ten dying. years in Brooklyn, I know ten, all right. about making money with no English. So he, he gets a, a license to be a professional painter, and then he goes into driving cars, uh, 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 Lincolns, and then town cars. And now he's driving Uber. And and from day one, he told his wife, he was like. Uh, talking about investing in your wife, he goes, he goes, I got you, babe. I'm going I'm to provide. You go learn English and uh, get your nursing degree. 
She got her nursing degree, and now she's been at this hospital for like 30 years. They have uh, three kids, like four grandkids. And uh, now all the kids are nurses, except one or two. Wait, uh, yeah, all became nurses. And then one is a doctor, and one is a real estate broker. And he's like, and I'm an Uber driver. And, <laughs> and he's just like, it's true, man. Like, he was just thriving, dude, just the energy, yeah. you know? It's like, yeah. He invested in his wife. Yeah, man. He was like, I'm a. And think I'm of the downside, guy. too. Uh, oh. Think of the downside. Yo. <laughs> you lose 50% of your money, you no. have to make 100% return to get that back. Wow. Right? Right, right. right. He really took a chance. Because in America, especially the other part is the stigma of your wife Your wife is making more than you now? You know, because. Well, I, I didn't say that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I'm saying for him. I'm right? just like, kidding. Like, like, just... He's investing in his wife. He's like, I'm a, I want you to build up. Yeah, right? no, it's and so you, true. You're going to do better than me. And, and, so true. and he just had that kind of confidence where, like, he's like, my wife is still a nurse. I drive an Uber. It's like, we're, you know, everything's good. And yeah, like, man. You know. Yeah, and, and that upside is there for us, too. For my, And that's the goal is my wife to, you know, really thrive. We have uh, – she's into stones and crystals and, and her birthstone. You guys is, got me into the amethyst. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's into amethyst. And, and one of my stones is uh, – um, uh, it's a yellow one. Uh, citrine mm. it's like a kind of a secondary stone of mine mm-hmm. and we bought a, a, a tree like a, that's built out of um, copper and the bottom is citrine so that's like me kind of building that foundation and the tree is the amethyst with the leaves so so that's kind of where we're building off of right now kind of designing that of, of me being the foundation getting us on a, on a good footing and then her thriving so now what got you into the stones in the first place? So this this is her. Like, you know, she, uh, being in the in the cannabis industry, she's more into just natural uh, therapies. Right. And right. as you learn more about it, it just, uh, you know, there's so much more out there than what some of the uh, mainstream medical, you know, teaches us about. So much of that is driven by money, and, and, you know, good or bad, um, when you look at other ways to heal, there's just so much out there from the mind to um, to these other natural Yeah, my buddy abilities. was just in an accident. Uh, Craig Shoemaker, comedian, very funny guy. Check him out if you can. And uh, acupuncture. Yeah. He, he said acupuncture really helped him to bounce back. And uh, I've tried it a couple times. But uh, but when I talk to people, they go, "You got to find the right acupuncturist, and you got to go a few times and things like that." Yeah. So I yeah I, I think that we're in such a quick fix uh, mindset yeah. of like if it didn't work the first time, then ah you know. Yeah, yeah, and 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 really the reason she got in it was she had migraines for uh, for a decade. It was on every pharmaceutical available, had crazy side effects from these she lost uh she was losing memories of her childhood through one of what um and and all of a sudden she found that that cannabis and especially cbd was really the only thing that cured her as well as had no very little to no side effects sure if you smoke some weed you're gonna get a little foggy right right, um and you, you always have to be careful with it but um but you know that's kind of where that came from, and then 
and then you start looking into alternative types of healing. Well, you know, it's even strange that we call it alternative, right? <laughs> right? You it know is. what I'm saying? It should just be called, you know, it's just medicine. Like, really, the alter, like, Zoloft is an alternative. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like uh, uh, Valiums yeah, and man. opioids, like, that's alternative medicine. Like, that's not stuff that you're going to find on, like, the mountaintops or, like, it's not, in a, it's not a leaf. It's some, you yeah. know, some dude with a lab coat and a mask, and he has to step into this chamber and be decontaminated and then walk through and, <laughs> you know, he's like up under a microscope. Like, that, like that's, in all, that's the alternative. Like, nobody, who, like, if you know nothing about medicine, nobody looks at that and go, yeah, let me, let me get the pill made in the lab. But somebody hands you a plant, and you go, all right. Mm-hmm. You know, because my mom... It's from Belize, and, <laughs> uh, and wait, where are your parents from? Oh, well, my father's from Puerto Rico. My right. mom is third generation American German, though. All right, so so you know, like that, like yeah. the Puerto, especially <laughs> the Puerto Rican side, right? Yeah, there's all yeah. types of like chicken foot remedies, and like my mom would have stuff floating in a jar, and I'd be, I, you know, I'd get a cold. She'd be like, "Go grab a second jar," you know, and I'm like, "What's in this?" She's like, "Don't worry about it," you know, just be some leaves floating in there, and. You drink it and you're better. And I don't know if you were better because you don't never want to drink it again, but uh-huh. <laughs> you you were better, you know. Well, I was in Jamaica one time. This isn't really remedy, but uh, the, there's a plant in Jamaica that they use for soap. It like makes a sud when you mix it with water. Uh-huh. And I remember wow. I remember my buddy going, "Oh, what's that? What's that plant called?" And the the Rasta goes, "It's a soap plant." <laughs> Real simple, right? Like a soap plant. <laughs> like, like you're, you're waiting for like some American like twenty syllable. It's the pacidophilosophist. Yeah, I started. Uh, I started in pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Everything has has to have an X or a Z. Right, in it. right, right, right. It's <laughs> to be memorable. Cofalatite or something. Whatever. Block. Soap plant, man. Keep it simple, dude. You know, it's like I was talking to my Uber driver. I was like, yo, you know, what do you do for exercise? Because, you know, all the driving around at his age. He's like, I just get up and walk, you know, every two hours. Yeah. Simple. Not not CrossFit, not Pilates. Yeah. Not, you know, yoga. He's like, I just walk and I'm fine. You know, and he was in great yeah, shape. Yeah, I notice you on your hikes these days. Yo, I, I, I need the outdoors, man. Mm-hmm. I was, when I was in Houston, I was like, I can't live down here. Mm. The humidity is so treacherous yeah it's, it's horrific dude where like and, and i talked to people I, one of my friends down there she's from hawaii and she said especially during the summers she won't even leave the house like nobody goes and at night it's muggy with the bugs so I, i'm a i'm a outdoor cat man i i gotta i gotta breathe the fresh air yeah i gotta be with the people i, I mean we're in southern california man yeah, we man. are in the place this is the place man my buddy's visiting from london this past week yeah and his girlfriend lives here right and he he's taking her back to london and i'm like wrong way bro <laughs> I'm like, man. Wrong way, bro. Uh, look, my 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 mantra is always, I'm the designer of my life. Okay. I chose to be here. I chose to bring my family here less than a year ago from New York. Right. We're from the Midwest. Yes, sir. Uh, and to me, this is the greatest place on earth to live. Um, 
No humidity. No humidity. Perfect weather. The the only thing I don't like. Tell about me, tell LA, me why I know what's. And coming. I was just talking about this. Not you. Don't, you actually. You, this is this is something I don't think we talked about. There's not a nice breeze. Huh. In Belize, the, <laughs> when I think about Belize, the the one thing I always think about in Belize is sitting on the they call it the veranda, the balcony, and that breeze. It was this nice soothing warm breeze mm-hmm. it, was, it was almost like it was carrying you into bed it was like everything's gonna be good like mm-hmm. it's just nature's way of just calming you down la is it's like a harsh even when it's warm it's there's something cold about it <laughs> there's, there's always something a little cold about la and people will say that they be mm-hmm. like it's warm but there's something there's a chill in the air and I can't You've been just... here too long, man. <laughs> You've been here way too long. I'm still in year one. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. make fun of every single yeah. Yeah. You still and lo- Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Cold. Yeah. People bundling up at 65 degrees. Oh, so I was riding my bike yesterday with a guy who one of my dentists that grew up here. And and he, they're saying, oh, how was your ride? Oh, it was cold. I was like, man, that was not cold. I, I used to ride in the springtime in New York. That was cold. You said one of your dentists? How many? Oh, that's right, because of your, yeah, your company, you right, know, right, with I, the Invisalign and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So you got the Invisalign. Tell me about the socks, yo. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so my business partner and I, we do a lot of little venture angel investments, and um, Sock Fancy just kind of came up in um, as a deal that, you know, we kind of were connected into uh, the CEO, these young guys out of, out of Georgia, uh, out of Atlanta there, and um, called up the CEO, made a deal, and, you know, the company's been thriving. And it's really just a, a really good e-commerce subscription. And socks are just cool, man, you know? It, they're just cool. Dude, so, uh, you know, when you brought me those socks and I put them on, because I, I, I've always seen people wear them, you know, when I, at the gym I was at. It was it was called a sock, Fancy Sock Friday or something at, at the gym I worked at. So okay. cause usually you have to have, like, a specific uh-huh, uniform. Uh-huh. But on Fridays they let you come in with the funky socks, you know. So people come in with the Superman socks with the wings on the side and all that stuff. And I never got into it. I was like, I don't, I don't indulge in those shenanigans. Right yeah, there. you talked me into like two extra pairs. I came <laughs> over with three, said pick one, and you ended up keeping all three. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. And then, Go ahead. And he brought over socks, <laughs> and then I put them on. And I tell you, man, I felt I felt sexy, you know. So I was like, oh, okay. I see why people. Yeah, these. man. I uh, I've been doing market research, and I have every sock company in my drawer, and and I'd I'd put these up to any of them. They they are the best socks. Now, what made you get into socks, though? Of you know, why not underwear, t-shirts, like, and and, and why this company? Yeah, like, um, well, when we first got in, it was about two and a half years ago. Subscription was huge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we like the subscription business model. Um, my business partner and I always liked, you know, we were always known for our socks. Mm-hmm wearing cool socks and so we're just looking for uh uh kind of something that we love we use every day 
and uh, a, a cool brand to get involved with and and you know and also uh, a company that could use our help and these guys you know these young guys out of school need a little mentorship and and in the reality uh, you know they've taught us a ton as well you, you know you always learn from each other and um, so really, you know, the business model, the people, you know, I, I, I kind of started out with you surround yourself with good people. They, these guys just have good energy. Uh, Stefan, the, the CEO, just sharp, uh, go-getter. Go, go and um, they have some great designs, you know, sourced the best products. And, uh, and now we're really, get, you know, kind of growing the company into a custom model as well. You know, uh, really getting corporate uh, entities to really get their their custom socks on. You know, Man, you know th the two things that you two words that you mentioned that um, I'm I'm making more part of my vocabulary. It's it's funny how you hear things. You go, wow, I can't believe I don't really speak with those. I don't really. It's not part of my vernacular. You know? Uh huh. Um, one is uh, learning, and other is growing. And the reason why I brought it up, a friend of mine, uh, Amanda Bohr, a good friend, I used to date her in college. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it, we broke up. We were together for years, and, and now she's married. But I'm still good friends with her, and now with her husband. And she sent me this video about, uh, you know, there's two ways to li live your life. You could either live it below the line or above the line. Mm -hmm. And if you were living above the line, you were learning and growing. You were curious. Absolutely. Right? And and so when you talked about the company and why you wanted to be a part of that company, you talked about you saw it as an opportunity for you for you cuz uh, for you guys to learn from each other. Yeah. Which is the same thing in a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, I was just talking to a buddy of mine the other day. I was like, you know, uh, you know, well now when I when I meet girls, I'm like I want someone who I can, I feel like I'm, I can learn from mm -hmm. and that I can see growth. Like I can see us growing together. Absolutely. Versus, you know, oh, she's cool. Like, no, I want us to, 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 to move forward together versus separately. Yeah. Because you could feel that where it's like, yeah, I could do my thing and she could do her thing and we'd be fine. But mm -hmm. I don't want that. I want a, I want a, a feeling of uh, collaboration. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you talk about learning and growing, it, it's uh, it it transcends not just business but also relationships. Absolutely, right. And also just being open, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, the above the line thinking that you're talking about opens your mind to opportunity. If you're always closing, saying, "Oh, that wouldn't work for me," or "That's hard," or you know, and, and using that that type of self talk. You never enable yourself to grow because it shuts it down. You know, uh, I remember learning this in a few different ways, but one of them, uh, I, I, probably a decade ago, I remember saying, "Oh, I'm not a creative person," and this brilliant artist I was I was talking to was was like, "Don't ever say that to yourself because you'll never be creative if if you tell yourself that." And now every day, you know. I I, I tell myself about oh that was a creative thought oh you know and it come it comes out in your own way sure I'm not making paintings on the wall I don't know how to play my guitar that's been sitting in the corner of the room but I am creative 
right? Uh, first of all, uh, for those of you uh, listening, uh, he, he just took a little dig at your boy Leo Flowers. I have a guitar that's been collecting dust. <laughs> hey, you've been doing better than me. You've been doing better than me. Oh, that's right, because you, yeah, you, you have the guitar too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I you know I haven't practiced in such a long time, and then I went back and I uh, I was just like, oh, I could just pick up where I left off, and and I, I went, I did like an hour practice session, and my wrist was killing me for about two weeks. It was like two weeks before I could pick it back up. Uh, so yeah, I was trying, I trying to learn and grow too fast. And sometimes <laughs> you can do. You can do that, right? Let's play <laughs> stay above the line. Pick that thing back up, man. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> but it's true because, you know, I'm 43, and even with this technology, even with this podcasting and, uh, and you know, uh, the, the Instagram, like, you know, Instagram keeps changing their algorithms and Facebook, and, 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 and you know, and I need the social media to help promote everything that we're doing. And I have to constantly relearn. It's so it pisses me off. I, I'm like, why do I have to do this? I'm 43. I should just, you know, I just I love the pen and the paper. Mm-hmm. I just wanna, I just wanna put pen to paper. Still That's powerful, it. man. It's still powerful. But now, you know, Instagram keeps changing their thing, and and now I'm I, I'm editing stuff for, uh, you know, for the different platforms. But I'm also excited and having so much fun. You know, editing the podcast, yeah. getting get you know, it's the podcast has allowed me to to learn from so many different people and really have because re- I hate small talk. <laughs> so you know, now now this is a, this is an opportunity for me to have a big talk. You know what uh-huh, I'm saying? Uh-huh. And uh, and just learning and growing and watching the the numbers grow and the followers grow and the, and the reach and things like that. So that's what keeps me going. Yeah, you know, is. Oh, you I'm know. proud. I'm proud to say I've been here since day one. Now, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you, this it's going well, man. You're you're changing. You're helping a lot of people, and and uh, happy to see that that Thank it you. is growing. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I just I just used to have one microphone. There was no camera. No, <laughs> no yeah. Nothing. It, it, and I'm hum- <laughs> I'm also humbled by all these doctors and and smarty pants you got on here. You got your, uh, you know, good old neighbor, just coming in for a chat. Well, you know, it, it's all about, I only want to talk to people that I really want to talk to. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate like, that. Because you have people, you know, I had doctors and psychiatrists, and, they, and they've all been great guests, and I've actually, and I learned so much from them. But nothing beats, I got into this because I was like, so I can talk to people who I really enjoy talking to, and, and I feel like has something to say, you know, and it, it, I can learn from them. Uh, versus like, uh, oh, oh, what are, what are your credits? It's like nobody cares. <laughs> like the, you know, nobody cares. It's just like even when I do stand up, you know, there, there are people who. By the way, your stand up was amazing. Thank you, brother. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm a big law of attraction guy, <laughs> and uh, my wife does a bunch of business out in Vegas. We went. I I thought I took her, or she took me to a little trip to Vegas, and I was like, I bet Leo's here right now. Shot a little text, made it a night, man. And what a good behold. night. Yeah, man. And you guys had your yeah, 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 uh your, your, your tree of life with you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we got it. That's right. And that's that's where I was like, oh, the universe is talking to me. Like I, I need to get up on this amethyst uh stone <laughs> thing. Because wait, what's your astrological sign? I'm a Libra. 
Oh, Libra. Okay. And then so wait. technically it's like opal, right. but then there's some some sign uh, some stones under underneath that. And then so you're you're a Libra. You're married for how long? Uh, eight years this May. Yeah. Eight years this May. And then two daughters. Two daughters. Uh, and how old are they? Six and a half and three and a half. One, and one, one is uh, celebrating her half birthday today. Oh, half, oh snap. <laughs> In All our right. clubhouse right now. Wow. You Look know? at that hustle, right? <laughs> I love that. Now, let me ask you. Six and a half, three and a half. Girls. Both girls. What? What's, what's your mindset in raising them? You know, right. uh, so... Um, yeah, as I, one of the meditation I just finished, you know, it was pretty cool that it's a guided meditation and it really has you, uh, build, have a visual of your ideal self, right? And then you walk into that visual. And when I have that visual, it's me and I'm super fit and I have a, a briefcase full of money and most importantly, I have my girls and my wife just like hugging me, you know. And that's the most important part is that um, you can make all the money in the world, you can have all the success in the world, but who you're able to share it with and who you're able to actually um, spend your time and 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 you know be with it, to me, at least in in my lens is the most important. And so, you know, my daughter ha has the privilege of, of being in a, a great school out, out in Santa Monica. And, um, you know, similar to some of the mind things that we've been talking about, playing guitar, you know, being above the line, and she's playing chess, she's doing capoeira, she goes on these hikes for science. And, and it's really just, you know, training your brain because your brain is a muscle, right? And different parts of your brain need to be worked. And so that's one of the things about my kids. I want them to have culture, which uh, Los Angeles enables them to have. And I also just want them to be able to use different parts of their brain. And, um, and then, you know, the, the fuel for that is love. You know, if you love them and you support them, and uh, another thing is, oh, you, you got to have a shotgun. And, and my philosophy has always been if you treat the mother with respect and, and, and dignity and raise her up uh, along with the girls, um, then that's what they'll be looking for in the future. So, so those are some of my thoughts on, on fatherhood, you know, just uh, letting them, allowing them to, uh, you know, my, what, my older daughter last weekend, I took her to my barber. She shaved the side of her head and put a big star in I it. I saw that. Gangster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn E-Class is my handle if you want to check that haircut out. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, just allowing them to be themselves as well, you know, and, 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 and not kind of putting them in a box. That's been a big thing with, you know, women uh, empowerment and, and, you know, everything going on today um, is really putting people in a box and giving people labels. And, and I just want them to be able to explore life. Man, you know, uh, when I saw that photo of your daughter, I was like, that's how you do it, dog. <laughs> that, that freedom of expression. Yeah. Let, let, them, let them take chances early, you know, and, uh, and explore, explore who they are, you know. Yeah, but it was pretty cool. She went to school, got home, like, did everyone like your haircut? Her answer was, 
the teachers and the grown-ups really liked it, which is kind of cool because her school, her school also enables self-expression, and it's almost like the kids expect their fellow uh, classmates to express themselves in that way. And it, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, right? Right, right. Because back in the day, there was no way no. A, a girl could shave the side of her head and then put a star. <laughs> she would have been sent home. Yeah, sent yeah. Home. My, buddy, my buddy who was in from London is like, that would not fly in England. They're so proper. You can't have braids. You can't have this. And he's a black guy too, so he he pays attention to this stuff. Oh man, it, it's it's so proper, you know. Everything's brilliant in in, in London. It's hey, not, hey, I love my London peeps too. I, I, I love. I want, you got the. What, what's oh, the I got soccer? my Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, This is the old one. You know, you know the the, the irony of this jersey is it's it's one. Go lay down. <laughs> it's one Mata who's on Manchester United. I didn't even think about it when I put it on this morning who was a great Chelsea player, went to Man U, and guess who scores on us 10 minutes into the game? But Juan Mata, who is the shirt that I'm wearing, I'm like, ah, wrong shirt. But that's okay. We tied it up. We're still in fourth place in, in, in the fight for the Champions League. But So did, does the love of soccer come from your father? You know, uh, honestly, a lot of it has to do with the ability to watch it. Uh, I'm a Bears fan. You're a Bears right, fan. Right, right. You know how, and you know how I don't like subscription fees. So the red zone is like twenty bucks, uh, <laughs> whatever that is. So mm-hmm. I'm too cheap to uh, pay for that. And so the um, it, it's the access to watching Chelsea is easier than watching the Chicago Bears, which is kind of weird. So you know. Like a an a, a England team is easier to watch than the the Chicago team, uh, so I'm able to follow them. I right, wake up right, on my Saturday right, or my right, Sunday right, mornings. Right, right. Oh. The uh, uh, you know I I have never watched an entire soccer game, um, but I love watching the clips from it. It's fun, but I don't. You know, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's one of those things. Like a few years from now, it's gonna it's gonna overtake American football. And, and here's, here's the what, thing about soccer. Well, tell me, break it down. Here's the thing about tell soccer. Me, tell me about soccer. There's no commercials, except for halftime, which you need a break. <laughs> Because it's an hour, right? It's, it's for it's ninety minutes, forty five minutes break, forty five minutes. And then how long is the break? I think it's like 15, 20 minutes. Go walk my dog. You know what? No commercials. No commercials. And when and then when you start watching football, American football, you're like every every two plays. Oh, is, it's a, it's got to be annoying. So hard to watch. I mean, I still love my football. Don't get me wrong. Right. But there's so many commercials, and I think that's where it's going to. That's that may be the reason that it, it could overtake at some point because um, you're but, able to fit it in the 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 sponsorship. You have it on the sides. You have it on the screen. You have it on the the shirt. I have the old Samsung, but um, jersey. But uh, it, it that that's one of the real. Fixes and then and then when you do get a team, you, you have to find an emotional attachment, uh, as with any sport, right? right, right and right. and once that happens, I think 
I think soccer would be your. Well, you know, and another thing, and tell me if, if I'm wrong on this, but it also feels like women's soccer is just as competitive yeah. as men's, which you're not going to find that in most of the sports. Yeah. You know, definitely not football and no. uh, not baseball. And so to have a sport where men and women oh, yeah. are and not basketball. Basketball's been trying forever to get the WNBA, but that it's, yeah. it's shout out not, to all my girl ballers. Yeah, though. yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh it, it, it's just never gonna reach the caliber of what the men can do. But with soccer, it's yeah. like I, you could watch either one. It doesn't matter. It's almost like volleyball's the same way. Yeah. Men <laughs> volleyball, just uh. as exciting to watch, dude. There's no there's no gap. I, I, not that I, I know you're. Li- I know you're looking at the uh, beach volleyball. Yeah. Women. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's amazing. No, what you're right though. Do with their bodies, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. So I think that that's the game changer right there. Maybe I heard even lacrosse is starting to creep up in numbers and uh, uh, and, and fencing if they can get their the fencing cost huh of entry down. <laughs> is that what it is? It's expensive. Swords dude. are expensive? It's, it's the training, it's probably. Super, no, the swords are. I, I have a friend. Uh, her son was in uh, fencing. $3,000 to, like, get all. Because you need multiple That's swords. That's like hockey. And the gear. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of, you know. A lot golf. Of <laughs> golf. It's super expensive, dude. But once they get those costs down, we start making those golf clubs in China. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> or Costco. So I don't know what has Costco. to happen. But uh, but you know it, it's uh, soccer is gonna is gonna overtake and that's gonna be an, an incredible thing. But I didn't even know that there are no commercials during it and just at the halftime. Yeah, that's that's part of it right there. Um, now, do you play sports? Did you play soccer? Uh, I played soccer and then I took a year off to try football. Yeah. Uh, and I got beat up pretty bad. I uh, they I signed up a little late, so they put me a weight class up right. in middle school, and I got beat up. Never went back to soccer. Never went back to football. And basketball was my sport, wow. so I played that in high school and then intramurals in college. With which at Indiana University is a big, actually somewhat yeah. of a big deal. Big IU, yeah. yeah, with the Ball State, yeah. yeah. So your your business savvy did that did that come from your father or your mom or where where was that instilled? Um, a lot of that came from the people I was surrounded with in college, actually. Uh, my my parents were both blue-collar. My dad worked in the steel mills, edu- both educated uh, from this other Indiana school called Purdue. Uh, I won't say those words out of my mouth anymore. <laughs> the Boilermakers. Yeah. Um, so my, my mom was a choir teacher. My dad was a steel worker. And, and one of the things that my dad always – wanted to take risks in business, always wanted to buy some land. And my mom was still to this day is so risk averse. And I think that I kind of always had this idea that I was going to take some risk in business. And, and when I say risk, the, my first one, my first investment, which is a cocktail bar in uh, Manhattan called Apotech. Some people are like Appletech. No, it's like apothecary, really one of the pioneers of the whole mixology movement, mm-hmm. uh, opened in the end of 2008, right in the heart of the recession. High-end cocktail bar. Luckily, people still will pay for drinks when they don't have money. Uh, Always. But, man, uh, look at the Prohibition era, man. People were killing for alcohol. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that particular, besides 
that was a risk. But once again, I invest in the people that I know. Um, shout out to Chris and Heather Tierney, who are just these genius um, business people that um, I took all my money, liquidated it, and I doubled it on a 0% credit card. And since then, I've been a little uh, less risky, I would say, uh, more calculated. But still, you know, as long as you're investing in good people uh, and you have a, you, you go with your instinct and, you know, um, you can make good things happen. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, venture capital kind of has this, you know, air about it. There's some negatives, there's some positives. But in reality, some of this money is really what gets these brilliant ideas off the ground, you know, and, um, and it takes capital sometimes to really get things going. And I'm proud to be a part of that. It, it's, it's, uh, it's been, it's, it continues to be fun and, and a nice, uh, side to, to that corporate side of me as well. You, you know, uh, I, what is really great about that is not only are you, you know, you're able to make money and, and, uh, enter an industry and create almost an industry, right, with the mixology and, and kind of be a pioneer mm -hmm. in that, you're also creating an ecosystem, right, uh, uh, where you're employing people. Absolutely. Right? So it's not, you know, it, here's, this is so important to me in that you, when people don't live out their dream and they don't take chances when they don't grow, Right, what they're really doing is they're also preventing other people from growing, because by you growing, right, mm -hmm. you then are putting money in the pockets of other people. You're then Absolutely. feeding other people, who then can then feed their family. Right? It's like the people who started Uber, right? I mean, you can say what you want about Uber, but that Armenian guy is so grateful for that Man. job and able to put food on the table so he can send so his wife can go take classes. And get licensed, you know, as a nurse, and 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 feed their family, and now they got doctors, and it's like, Leo, you're giving me chills, man. <laughs> Seriously, because it, it's right? it's really true. I take a huge amount of pride in the amount of employees that that the uh, companies that I've invested in and and helped start up and grow and 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 not all, and then I've seen them go on to do bigger and better things. Uh, in, in so many different capacities. So that is a great, great point and is definitely a huge uh, piece of pride that I have in, in the investments that I've made, for sure. Yeah, you know, it's because it, 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 I'm just realizing that myself. Like, if, if, I, if I play small and I just want to put pen to pad, <laughs> I just, just want to write in, in journal. Yeah. Um, then... Uh, it's like well, you're gonna be selling out arenas, yeah, right? You know what I mean. <laughs> but and, 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 but you know you have to do some of the things you don't want to do, right? You have to take a risk. You got to put some stuff on your credit card, and you know yeah. I don't really advise that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And, and that was when out. zero percent was a big was everywhere back right, then. <laughs> you know? And it's like now that uh, you know I'm growing in so many different areas. It's like I, I'm paying people, and, and it feels good. To yeah. Be like, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm paying this guy, and I got this guy over here doing that. And, you know, like, you're like, oh, I'm building a team. Mm -hmm. You know, and these people, you know, and I hate the idea of, like, work for me. It's like we're working together because 
I, 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 I'm, it's not like I'm just laying in bed. It's like I gotta, I gotta put the stuff out so then they can do what they do. Absolutely. And, you know, so, uh, it, so you know, for the listeners out there, it's like those ideas that you have, those dreams that you have, that book that you want to write, that business you want to start. It behooves you to do it because it's like, and if you don't do it, then you you don't realize how many people aren't able to grow because you're not growing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like you got to move that forward so that you can then start to feed other people. And um, you know the, the 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 government is not cannot and is not going to do it all. So we have to figure out how to you know uh, create our own system. Yeah, absolutely. Right, our own environment and, and build that out right there. Absolutely. Your, so your parents were blue collar workers. Do you have siblings? Yeah, I have a sister. Mm-hmm. She's still in that northwest Indiana area. Right on. Um, her and her husband both work at a hospital. He pretty much runs runs a hospital, and and uh, she's a perfusionist, which is uh, uh, runs life support during cardiothoracic surgery. Wow. So she's got her master's. Um, yeah, so uh, so like it's like that the family's achieving. It's like it's crushing. Oh, things, my mom's right? proud. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, She's yeah. always bragging about yeah. us. <laughs> is there is there is there a pressure that comes with that? Is there like are there, well, are there moments of overwhelm, or are you just like ah, oh, this is just you know. You I know, I, I was telling you that uh, de- I'm the designer of my life, and when you take full accountability for everything that goes on in your life, mm. and um, you know, it, everything is on you. Uh, that that came from, uh, initially came from a book that I read. One of the first, I got into reading, and now I read at least a book a month, but the catalyst to that was a book called The Oz Principles. And it really teaches you that you, you are in charge of everything that goes on in your life. And sure, there are natural disasters, and there are just some things that you are a true victim of, but they're few and far between. And when you take full responsibility of your life, then that pressure is it, it, there is some pressure, but it's your controlled pressure, right? It's all in what you want to be able to do. Um, I'll go out and make those extra sales calls. I'll go out and have those extra meetings because I know that if it's not going right, it's on me. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting you say that. I. You know, last night I, I went out and had some crawfish with some friends yeah. after, after the second show. And I didn't really want to go. It was late. We did two shows. I had a long weekend. But I also realized, like, part of what I do, in order for me to, to be able to put out uh, information and to create comedy, I have to be engaged in how the people live. I have to... I have to you know, it's like when yeah. you run a business, you don't want to have those late night drinks with, with the business guys, but you have to if you want to close this deal. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like, there's there's no there are no hours in this. It's like, what needs to be done? Let's get it done. And, I, I you know, I kind of have like a, a marine mentality of like, what's the mission? Yeah. And, and that's it. Like, nothing else. The time? What? Day? It's a holiday? What? It does, what? What needs to be done? And. And I tell you what, when I have when I have drinks with my friends, when I have dinner with my friends, when crawfish, no matter how late it is, I never regret that. Nah. I never regret spending time with people I really enjoy spending time with. 
and and connecting with those people and always there's always a, a bit and I was so glad I you know I, I got some jokes out of it and really yeah. connected with some friends and um it just it just feels good man to hang out you man. got some jokes out of it huh oh, you got yeah. some new material oh, got some material out of it man watch uh. out now watch out <laughs> oh you thought Vegas was dope uh-huh. <laughs> oh I'm back there in uh in a week uh, are you May six through the thirteenth. Okay. It's a Monday through Sunday, so whatever. The Comedy Cellar again? Yeah, Comedy Cellar in Vegas at the Rio. Uh, I'm super excited about this this new stuff that I'm here. You know, me and a buddy, uh, last night we were talking about, he's a big Tupac fan. Uh-huh. And, you know, and I know you're big into hip-hop and, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I love it, too. And uh, he loves Tupac. I, I'll listen to Tupac. But I'm not putting on Tupac, right? Okay. I'm a Jay-Z guy, right? Right, right, and right. And I, you know, and I go, Jay-Z is is like the New York of rappers. And uh Tupac is the LA of rappers, meaning some people people either hate or love New York. They either hate or love LA. Nas is the Chicago of rappers. Everybody loves Chicago. Everybody loves Nas. You may not say Nas is the greatest. And Nas isn't from Chicago. He's not from Chicago. <laughs> but everybody can listen to Nas, right? And there's no, there's even one of my clients, mm-hmm. 66 years old. I was like, Jewish dude. I go, yo, what was you doing? He was like, I was just listening to this uh, nose, nose, uh, ill static. And I was like, Nas, <laughs> Illmatic. He was like, yes, I heard people talking about it, so I had to listen to him. And he's like, I like his po- his poetry. I, I love the, yeah. the metaphors. And and the reason is story. Yeah. He's a storyteller. People love a story. That's why people love country music. Uh, it's big in Nigeria. Storytelling. Yeah. Nas, storytelling. Biggie, everybody loves Biggie. Storytelling. Mm-hmm. People want to know your. I forgot why I even got into that. I had a <laughs> Tupac, I was going, Tupac. <laughs> but I had a reason why I was I veered off in that direction. But it's all about your your story. But why was I I bringing that up? I brought it up for a point, for a bigger point. But ah, I forgot. Man, what I forgot. you you got me hooked in that story, so I forgot where we started. <laughs> you know? But. But, uh, but, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, j- just going off the top of why I would even bring something like that up is everybody has a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And so many people are afraid to share their story, which is why they haven't called that 1-800-SUICIDE-HOTLINE. Yeah. They, they're like, oh, my story is too small. It's not a big deal. Nobody would care about my story. D- look. I cried watching a 30-second commercial. 30-second commercial, right? You feel it. Like yeah. It, that's what they do. Uh, in 30 seconds, their job is to get you to emotion. feel something, yeah. to provoke some emotion. If a commercial for tampons or This Kleenex, was the commercial no, no, that made you saying, cry? No, no. Aww. I'm just saying, just in general. Like, it could, like just the fact uh, for a car or whatever. Right. If that story can make people feel things, if, if companies are spending millions, if not billions of dollars to promote these 30-second commercials to make you to get you to buy into the story of, you can't tell me your story as a person is not 
bigger than something than the Coca Cola story or yeah. the McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's story is valuable. Yeah, you know, as I kind of go on to this uh, motif of uh, design your life, you know, one of the things I always like to tell people, and this is something I've learned over time, is to really and you say pen to paper, write down what that ideal story looks like, mm. right? Make a vision board, write that down. Mm. And then you have something to strive for. You know, an old Tony Robbins thing is uh, lazy people don't have an energy problem. They have a, a goals problem. Mm. You need to be striving for something and, and you need to build out that story, have a vision for what you want your life to be and then that will drive you to it. That that's the law of attraction right there. You're driven towards what what you're thinking, what you want, you know? And hey, we just got a little deep there, but you know. No, no, but you're right. <laughs> I you know, it I uh I make it a point especially on Sundays, what's my goal for this week? Yeah. Even if it's one goal, you'd be surprised at how just setting one goal cascades cascades builds momentum for the entire week because for that for you to achieve that one thing whether it's i'm going to go to the gym every day maybe you don't even work out every time you go to the gym you just go to the gym yep and then you turn right around get in your car <laughs> and you go to work or you go to the donut whatever you do <laughs> but that one difference of setting the intention setting a goal doing that it changes everything else mm -hmm. and for and especially for those uh, when you're in a, a downward spiral, when yeah. you aspire and you go, Fuck. and I've been there this weekend. I, I was, I was there, man. I, I ate way more than I, I should have. Um, but it, just to break up the momentum of that downwards, but just to, to uh, I forget what they crisis management. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Set that goal. Yeah. Well, now let me ask you this. You talked about reading the book Oz. Uh, the, the Oz principles. The, yeah. Oz, how do you spell that? OZ? OZ, yeah. Okay, the it's Oz principle. Kind of based on the Wizard of Oz because, oh. because you know, the uh, the lion always had the courage, mm -hmm. but he didn't know it until he took self-responsibility. Same goes with, with uh, Tin Man and the, yeah. and the, I can't even, yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that the movie. Tin Man, though. the Scarecrow. The Scarecrow, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, even, yeah, and even Dorothy, right? And uh, Dorothy. And so what What other books? What are you reading now? Uh, right now I'm reading uh, Atomic Habits. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you put out a question, anything you learn lately. And uh, one of the one of the habits that uh, of ways of building a good habit, I learned what that I've taken away already is habit stacking. Yeah. So you really, if you want to take on a good habit, then you stack it with something that already is a habit in your life. Uh, and so one of my one of my new habits is um, when I when I turn on the shower, it takes a little bit. You know, we're in my apartment building for it to heat up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I gave you up at four thirty in the morning, so it takes a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the <laughs> all that cold water. I, has I to feel get bad out. wasting the water here in L.A., but it takes a minute. Uh, you know, so one of the things I've been doing is is a hundred jumping jacks. Um, and then, uh, you know, another thing I do uh, is when I wake up, my first alarm goes off. I clap my hands, and I just I'm I, I'm like, today is gonna be a great day. That's a new habit too. Another habit on my way to work. I I have a commute about 35 minutes into Beverly Hills, 
um, instead of listening to music, I listen to my Audible book, right? So that's a new habit uh, that that I've also kind of put into, you know, that's a normal habit, driving into work, right? And so I stack it with uh, getting some knowledge. And uh, Yo, so. listening to an audio book, man, you, you walk into work like, yeah, like, I, like you just died like a mental workout, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You walk in like, yo, I'm ready for the day. Like, I'm yeah. about to crush it, you know? Uh, and then you get to practice it, too. You get to practice, yo. Um, me and my buddy uh, Mike, who I had on a previous podcast about that, uh, we read the book called "Never Split the Difference." Have you read? Oh that yeah, book? yeah, absolutely. So, so, yeah, you're <laughs> I tell a story. I tell a story from that book all the time. What? What do you mean? Because it starts out with uh, learning, learning a little bit about what the other person wants. It's a story about uh, two two guys are fighting over an orange, right? And in the end, they end up just cutting the orange in half and splitting it. And one guy takes the, the meat or the, the, the inside of the orange out, eats it, and throws away the peel. The other guy takes the meat out, throws the meat out, and makes marmalade with the, with the peel. And if they really would have listened to each other and sought what each other wanted, then they would have, one would have gotten the peel and one would have gotten the meat. And so uh, that's the story I always tell when sometimes sometimes there's just a miscommunication of what each other actually wants, right? You know, I, I, what I've gotten better at doing, um, and I'm still working on it, and that, what that book taught me is to get clarity, get, get like a definition of terms because sometimes, you know, you'll get in an argument with somebody over these words that you realize are so vague. It's like... Uh, you know, you don't do enough, or I need you to contribute more. And it's like, oh, what does that look like? Yeah. What do you mean contribute? Yeah, like actionable? Like give give me. I need the. How do? What, give me a couple examples. Yeah, give me some examples. You know, and and how are you defining that? Like that's a, that's a big phrase that I use now. Like how are you defining friendship? Like I thought we'd be closer. Like what's closer to you? Like uh, or, you know, sharing time because, you know, your idea of it or your vision of it is, you know, because we're raised differently. Mm-hmm. So, I, so to some people, a phone call a week is enough time, and other people, it's like, you know, they need that physical touch yeah. every day, and you really have to get clear on what love, you don't love me. Well, what, what would it look like if I did love you? You know what I mean? Yeah, like that what, kind of thing. What shows love to you, yeah. Absolutely, you know, or when was the last time you felt love? When was the time you, you felt like I loved you? Yeah. Because it, it, we're, if we're together, then that means you felt it at some point, and then maybe something has changed, or mm-hmm. you know what's going on. So it, it's really taught me to like. Um, but even when uh, somebody is, uh, or you feel like you're being attacked, you know, somebody like if somebody, uh, you know, calls you an uh, idiot or dumb, or be like, well, well, how, what do you mean by that? Yeah. You know, versus I'm not like getting defensive. I'm not an idiot. You know, yeah. you're an idiot. It's like, well, how are you defining idiot? Like, before I before I get upset, yeah, I need to know like how you're. You know, it's like, oh, you forgot to take the trash. Oh yeah, I did get to take out the trash. Well, if that's how you define <laughs> idiot, well, uh, you know, that's your definition. But yeah, I forgot to take out the trash. And then it, you know, it's not a big deal versus you responding to your. It's it's react versus respond, yes. right? Yeah. You can yeah. either react or you yeah. can respond, right? Right. And that that goes with just about anything that that hurts you in in life. 
Um, if you react, there's not much uh, that can actually come out of it in a positive sense. But if you respond, then you're moving the ball forward into a solution, right? Absolutely. And, and uh, give us one more book. Is there another book that – now, know, let me ask you this because I, you're about to say a book. I, I, I saw that. But with raising two daughters, yeah, are there any books that you've read in that direction? About uh, raising? Or, you, you know, know – You know, uh, raising your daughters or marriage or anything yeah. in a relationship realm. Well, one of the things that comes to mind is an – old um kind of you know I, I love my tony robbins but um one of his mentors is jim Rohn, who's an old school motivational speaker businessman and um he I, I don't exactly know the name of the book but it's um how to build how how to build a uh, really good character it, there's a word in there for real instead okay. of really good um and you know, it's really about being honest and and um, really, you know, doing the right thing. And that really leads to uh, a better life and better relationships and really better interaction. Jim Rohn, doing the right thing. Oh, uh, there it is. Cultivating an unshakable character. Unshakable. You know, and that's I think that's actually a. Uh, a name of one of Tony Robbins' books, Unshakable. It is. Un- um, wait, is it Unshakable? Ha- Unbreakable? Uh, it's Unsomething. Because <laughs> it has to do with money, though. Un- now, now, see, now oh, you got man, me. now we got to be looking up our library. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony Robbins. Hold up. Un- looking that up. <laughs> So another 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 one thing I like to read a lot of unshakable that, it is unshakable it, I, I told you wow look at that guy. yeah so you you see the influence that Jim Rohn has had on yeah, him yeah he admits to that yeah, yeah um another uh, one thing I really like to read are biographies oh uh, love them uh, a couple of things that I've taken away from either Elon Musk Steve Jobs Tiger Woods Michael Jordan you know some of these uh, Andre Agassi. Um, and a lot of them, a lot of what they've done has to do with their upbringing, right? And so there's a couple of, there's a few things that, that I get from that. One of them is culture. Uh, a lot of, uh, there's a great book called Shoe Dog as well by, oh, yeah, by Phil book. Knight, right? Amazing. Uh, Phil Knight, uh, Elon Musk. One of the things that I get from them is the culture and what they were opened up to at a young age, you know, they traveled a lot. They lived in a lot of different places. They, they were, um, they were given the opportunity to be around all different types of people. And that's one thing that I want for my children. Another thing is the amount of success that they've had and what they've actually given up for it. And so in my mind, as being accountable for everything I do, if I wanted to be a billionaire, I truly believe I could, but would I want to sacrifice everything that it would take just to have a billion dollars in my in my bank account? Probably not, right? Right. And the so, time away from your daughters, the time away from your wife. Right. You out there making a billion dollars, you're not going to pick up on your wife's. <gasps> you know what I yeah, mean? That yeah. breath. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, you start to lose that connection, that intimacy. 
And then you're coming around like you're a stranger to your daughters. and Yeah. I know. mean, look at Tiger Woods. I mean, you'd yeah, think right. he had it all. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Michael Jackson. Look at any of these uh any of these guys, everyone goes through something. Very lopsided, uh, uh, unbalanced lives. You yeah. Know, but, the, you know, but that's how they achieve their greatness is like they just went a, a thousand percent, not even a hundred, they went like <laughs> a thousand percent. You know, one of the things you said earlier that I thought was uh, uh, really uh, powerful was, you know, the, the way you treat your wife is how your daughters are then going to expect to be treated. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes in in couples and, and in marriages, uh, the focus becomes solely the children. Yeah. From both from the husband and wife. And I've heard from another a number of uh, uh, husbands recently where they say, yo, it's all about you take care of the wife and the wife will then send that down to the daughters and the daughters will then look at how you treat the wife. Absolutely. On how they should be treated, you know? Absolutely. And is that something that you uh, you were told or taught, or is that just something you felt, or? Um, you know, to me, it was just, it just made sense. I probably heard that somewhere mm-hmm. where uh, that's a good way for your daughters to be brought up to have good relationships in the future. So I probably did learn that at some point, uh, but it makes sense to me. You know, it seems very pragmatic uh, to that 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 would be a good course. Happy wife, happy life. That's right. That's our, that's <laughs> on my vision board, man. It's funny. It's really small thing on my vision board, and I took a picture of it and sent it to someone, and there that was the first place their eyes went. It's really funny. Have you now? Because you got always a great energy, even kill. Have you ever taken any meds or anything? Um. For, for any, you know, you know, anything. Look, um, I definitely had from drinking and smoking, and, you know, smoking weed. That is, um, you know, there's been bouts with that. Um, right now, I'm I'm not drinking, um, and uh, you know, I like a little everything. The 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 weeds in moderation, and and you know, so. As far as uh, prescription medicine, I really have never liked pills very much. Um, and, uh, you know, everything's uh, – y- y- things are good in balance, and things are good when they suit you right. Um, I feel in my old age – I'm 38, feeling older. Um, <laughs> no, I feel good, actually um, – that like drinking doesn't mix with me anymore. It it doesn't mix with my lifestyle. It doesn't it doesn't uh, give me the energy that I need to to do the things I want to do. So that's Stay something. Stay sharp, I, feel sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, on the flip side, um, uh, marijuana has some good uh, traits to it. I love taking a little bit and then going on a bike ride uh, on the beach, and I get some really cool thoughts about. Um, wh- what I can do and and where I can go with business and and I use it as a tool as opposed to covering up emotions um, and so I feel like you know that's kind of how I use it. You, you know, I, I heard so yeah, I read somewhere like you know the the way the drug affects you. One is partly like you know the dosage that you take. Obviously. Yeah. 
But two, also the intention you have before you take the drug. Because like a lot of people go out to Joshua Tree and, uh, you know, they microdosing is all the the rage. Of course. You mean just take a little bit, right? Like like everybody microdoses in the beginning. Um, But it's all about like what is your intention for taking the drug? Because if you're taking it out of self self loathing and um, shame and guilt, then it's only going to bring up more of those Absolutely. feelings. Whereas if you're like, I really want to figure out how to grow my business or expand my mind yeah. or connect or you know uh, uh, peel back some layers, then you'll get those effects because you, that's a, because that's what you're looking for. Uh huh. Right. Versus, let's just see what happens. Or yeah, or or I, or I need. I had a bad day. Yeah. I need. I need. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Because even alcohol will do that, right? If you're if you're in a good place and you get drunk, then you're probably more jovial. And if you're in a bad place, well, we're probably going to go a little do dark. Damage. Yeah, we're not we're not going to get the. Uh, the, what is it? The the money down for the place? I forget what I'm wearing, so <laughs> What is that called? Down pay? Uh, no. yeah, your, um, your deposit. We're not going oh. <laughs> to get the deposit back on this place. Sorry. I uh, threw some things off the balcony. And, but uh, but no, so it's all about, that's what goes back to setting a goal and power of intention yeah, and things like absolutely, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and moderation is always good, too. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Last thing is, uh, you know, there are listeners out there. The podcast is called Before You Kill Yourself. Yeah. What is something? Go lay down. (laughs) What would you say to someone uh, who is just feeling overwhelmed? They're at the end. And I know you're not a therapist, not a psychologist. Yeah. But there's somebody on on the edge and you're just like, hey, hold on, man. Before you... What would you say? Yeah. Well, meditation has been big for me. Um, but I would say the most important thing is find something you're grateful for. There's always something. We just being human beings is a miracle. I mean, just the fact that all the atoms and, and whatever it is, science it took to be able to make human beings – the fact that you are one is that you have a beating heart and you have whatever with the body and legs and arms and brain. And the fact that you're a human being is a miracle. And that's something to be grateful for. And once you're you have the ability to find gratitude in your life. And this is this is somewhat cliche, but it's so true. And there's a reason it's cliche. When you have gratitude, it is impossible for your brain to have gratitude and negative thoughts at the same time. So, whenever there's uh, one of the, it happens to all of us. Whenever there's one of those thoughts coming in, uh, li- like my wife thinking about my daughter falling in the pool. If you just think about, I'm so grateful that I got to see her blue eyes today, or those those uh, shiny baby teeth that she has, it can turn it right around. So, um, A, I would always recommend meditation, and B is just have a sense of gratitude. Be thankful for something. E, thank you so much for sharing that. Where can people find you? 
Uh, Brooklyn E Class is my uh, my handle for Twitter and for um, Instagram. And otherwise, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Eric Lopez. Look yeah. me up in Los Angeles. And then what's the name of the uh, sock company? Sock Fancy, sockfancy.com. Uh, and yeah, hit me up for my promo code. I can't really give it on there because right it's man. too too lucrative. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you uh, for tuning in. Thank you for another episode. Thank you guys. I, I, the the ratings, the reviews, uh, all pouring in. It, it's been amazing. Uh, our, our numbers keep climbing, and uh, it, uh, I'm excited that you guys are on board and sharing and, and listening and uh, going on iTunes and giving it five stars and leaving comments. I love to read those and uh, I'm going to start sharing those. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace.